0: Welcome to We Took the Liberty, a podcast where we discuss our mediocre lives, ruminate on the weird and funny parts of our day-to-day, and explore some of our favorite places and activities in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Logan Trent, and with me now and forevermore, Ben Anderson. Ben, I feel like... I actually just started doing this. I feel like here recently... The faces you're making as I'm doing the intro are making me laugh towards the end <laughs> of it, so I really have to keep it together as <laughs> as I, I'm working towards that that outro. It's my waiting face. I get <laughs> you're getting it. I'm getting it into your headspace because it's true. I'm just your intro is just tickling my brain in such a way. Good. <laughs> good. I hope it's tickling other people's brains in a healthy way, but not, in, a, not yeah. in like a manipulative, like hypnotic way. Yeah, or in like a torturous way. Or in a torturous like, way. stop tickling me! I would hope that if it was torturous you would just stop listening, but... See, that's the thing about torturous tickling, is it's not something you can escape. <laughs> it's what makes it torture. Torturous tickling? Oh, gosh. No, gonna... It's something I've experienced in my life. Well... I was and not in a, like, not in a weird way. I was gonna say, not in like a BDSM kinda way. No, no. like, but yeah. No. You, so wait, so are are you ticklish? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like and, I'm, and, and, and you don't like it? No. <laughs> but it's conditioning. It this okay, is right. this is not nature. Yeah. This I, I think anybody who is ticklish is probably naturally inclined to enjoy the experience of laughing, you know, when right. you're when you're being tickled. But uh, I had an older brother who is not ticklish, okay. and if ever I got too great of an upper hand in a, a wrestling match or something like that, and this may be perception; it may just be it may have just happened at random times. Okay, but I have I've have defined memories of of being essentially folded in half and him sitting on my legs folded <laughs> against my chest and tickling me until I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Uh, which I think is something that they did at Abu Ghraib. <laughs> I think I, I saw some pictures. I'm of pretty sure that that is that was a part of it. That was approved by many people. Strangely, and yeah. <laughs> they're like, actually, this one doesn't seem that bad. This guys. one isn't. This one isn't really torture. So you know, yeah. you know. Anybody that that has not happened to you can say it's not torture, right? Exactly. <clears throat> so I do have uh, I do have a good friend, and this is actually his second shout out for. Uh, the podcast, uh, back-to-back weeks. I didn't say, mention him by name, but uh, and he called me out on it. So, Matt Wells, this is for you, baby. <laughs> but he is ticklish, and we don't, like, this sounds weird, we don't go around in our group, like, trying to tickle him, but it's funny to just know it and just know, like, what a tough dude he is, and that this this will just, like, lay him low if is, he's not Is careful. there just sort of, like, a secret look? That, like, a glance? that we'll we will... We'll, it'll come up every once in a while. And, and then he'll get a little bit jumpy because he's like, you guys are gonna start poking me or something yeah. like that kind of thing. You just sort of, like, raise two fingers slowly in front of your <laughs> face. And then he knows. Almost like Obi-Wan, you know? And yeah. just, like... These are the real you're looking slow. For. Mm. <laughs> oh. Just know that we may come for you, Mr. Wells. <laughs> you can't stay out of our clutches forever. Our tickle clutches. <laughs> our touches. Our touches which is another really we need to move on because this is just going to get worse and worse as we go it's going to a bad place <laughs> i mean it started with torture it and now it's going to a bad place yes. so that's saying yeah. something we mentioned abu grave <laughs> <laughs> ben i've got some good energy right now because i am a champion again do you know how good it feels to be a champion of something once again Sadly, no. <laughs> but I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear all about it. Please tell me what okay, it's we're like. we to get into that. Tell me later. what it's like to be a champion, Weird. not only once but twice. So um, I love the sport of soccer. Hmm. I have not played in a good long while, uh, but a good friend of ours, Paul, invited me to play on his uh, space tango team. Uh, which <laughs> it's not a specific type of soccer team. It's just a team made up of his employees from Space <laughs> Tango. <laughs> you weren't you, playing in space while simultaneously tangoing. While dancing and, you know. Although I, mean, I would pay to watch that. That that would be fun. I mean, there are certain styles of soccer that would lend themselves very well to tango. So, mm-hmm. we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. That's, for, that's soccer talk weekly. But, <clears throat> so he invited me on this team. We had to forfeit our last couple games because uh, they had a launch coming up, so a lot of them couldn't make it. And I didn't think they they weren't really going to form a team again after that. So I jumped over and joined another team that we had played in the league that their name was actually short-staffed. So I was like, (laughs) do you need anybody to play? And they're like, yes, absolutely. Let's do that. (laughs) So I jump on their team, and we get into the tournament, and here's the catch. We lose first first game oh, oh so then we they move us to the consolation bracket with oh, all the other lo- losers from the first day and so from that bracket we slowly made our way through and demolished the other two teams that we had to play <laughs> wow to where wow. now we are the best of the worst you in this beer are, league. you are the champa losers <laughs> we are the champa losers we got a hat Or the Lusians? The Lusians, yeah. Yeah, we got a hat for, like, the prize, which I didn't think there was going to be any prize, so I guess that's something. I mean, that's pretty decent. I mean, it was just a gray hat. Like, it didn't have anything on it. It it was just a blank gray hat. It was so weird. The referee walked over, and he was like, yeah, I've got something from the league for you guys. And we're like, oh, cool. Like, we didn't expect to get anything like that. And he, like, pulled out this hat, and we were like so are we all supposed to wear this hat on a rotation or what, like, what's the plan here just a gray hat <laughs> yeah with no logo it nope. didn't even have like the league logo on nope. it no <laughs> wasn't even like a cool trucker hat or anything like that it was just yeah it was like one of those like that's definitely on the refs or YouTube whatever but channel. that was like basically it yeah so <laughs> he's like watch me give this dumb hat to this <laughs> soccer team <laughs> So, Lindsay and I went down to Boone Tavern in Berea, oh. Berea, uh, this last weekend. I had a great time. The story Boone Tavern. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly what it is. There is a cardboard cutout of uh, Daniel Boone there. Good. Um, <laughs> I was worried you were going to say something else. There's a cardboard cutout of Liam Neeson, of course, dressed as Daniel Boone. Um, yeah, and we actually, now that, now I'm thinking about that cardboard cutout, Lindsay and I had a pretty good conversation where we were, uh, we were just talking about Daniel Boone, and, um, I, I guess... Did he have other people with him too? I mean, I like, think, was someone around to like verify? Was the, he just like a way, weird furry guy who walked in every once in a while and was like, "Guess what I did?" The way that people in Kentucky talk about him, he was alone, but he <laughs> he definitely had a large group with him that did most of the exploring, and he <laughs> he was just he was kind of like the foreman on this expedition. Okay, yeah, yeah. but yes, it, and and also that's a great point. That cardboard cutout is just him, like it's kind of like a, a silhouette of. Of, like, him in the wilderness, like, forging ahead. And it's like, and nobody else is represented, like, in it. And it's like, okay, like, it's we're perpetuating your own propaganda, even <laughs> this many years later. So maybe he just hung around Boone Tavern. He's like, and then I stood like this. <laughs> and there's a, I was on a big rock and I held my hand, I held my hand up kind of like at, at, like, this angle, like, here, uh, can I get bartend, bar barkeep. Please, I swear I'm good for it. Just, just, and I was standing like this. You know how when you go back to like your hometown, or you meet somebody from a hometown, and they're like, "Oh, I remember when this, all of this was just cornfields and that kind of," and they're just telling you about what the landscape (laughs) was before. Daniel Boone shows up at Boone Tavern because he has a time machine or whatever, and he's he's like, "Oh, I remember when all of this was just wild wilderness, and there was not, there wasn't a university, and there wasn't coffee shops around every corner. And what's this what's fudge like? This fudge place over here is that <laughs> actually, of the two things that you named." Fudge is probably the one thing that he would have known about in this area. You've been like, oh, there's a fudge shop. Excellent. What is this? What, what is this coffee shop here? What is this strange concoction? <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So, another conversation that we had was we talked about sitting etiquette. Oh. So let me elaborate just a tad because I don't feel like that explains it uh, fully. But so when you and Hannah will go out for date night? Yes. And which is something that happens. Which is something that happens. Do you do you sit on the same side of the table, or do you sit opposite one another on the table? Uh, that's a trick question. uh Oh, because I know the the answer is either I sit on Hannah's lap, <laughs> perp, side saddle, or she sits on my lap, but straddling me. <laughs> the 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 side saddle concept is really funny to me because it makes me think that you're just sitting and then but you're facing forward like eating yeah i mean yeah or she wraps her arms around me to cut and i'll just kind of like cock my head to the side kind of cute and i'll be like got it and then she'll feed me, like, one of those comedy shows where, some, you know... Yeah, somebody's somebody like, yeah, yeah, they're your arms and that yeah. kind of thing. But, of course, that. after 12 years of marriage, we're pretty good at it. She That's only true. stabs me in the face, like, <laughs> one out of every 12 bites I of steak. pretty rough on steak night because, I mean, they can really leave a mark if you're not careful. Yeah, especially if she forgets which hand has the steak <laughs> night and Which forgets. Yeah. Quote. Um, <clears throat> but... But, yeah. And so... I have uh, decently strong opinions about this that I don't care for sitting on the same side of the table. I'm sorry like I I just don't I don't care for it. I don't know what it is about me. But like yeah, just not not gonna go there. But then we started talking about other sitting etiquette like things. Mm. Because we sat down on a couch. But we were still going to, like, talk to each other. Okay. And so she was like, why don't you just sit, like, here next to me on the couch? And instead I sat in the chair across from her oh. so that we could we could talk that yeah. way. And she asked, you, well, do you think that sitting together on a couch is wrong? And I was like, not morally. <laughs> <laughs> not morally. Since we are married, it is not immoral for me to sit beside you. But etiquette-wise, I feel like I, it's I, it's... better for me to be able to like look you in the face like directly and and talk to you so was it i have some questions here because this raises this raises like this is a really interesting topic for me so was was it a long couch or was it a love seat it it was a long couch okay it was a long couch was she seated in the center or was she seated on one of the sides like center right Center right. Okay. So she had left ample room for you. Correct. Was the couch, was it opposing a an open space or was it opposing a, like a fireplace or was it off to the side? So it was like a C-sit configuration. So you had like a couch yes. on like the north end. On the west end you had like a, a large... Um, Chair and then on the southern end of that you had two chairs with like a table like in the middle. Okay, and okay. then you had a large table like in between us. Okay, like yeah. So it it was a seating arrangement. Yes, that would have accommodated many people. Yes. Uh, it, was it standing in the center of the room or was it was it sort in of the center of the room? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You should have sat next to me. <laughs> So this morning I was uh, preparing to go to market. Uh, I do farmer's markets for my coffee business. And uh, occasionally while I'm preparing coffee, I like to see what the news has for me for the day. And today I discovered uh, an oracle. A a genuine oracle. Okay. And I need to share with you this article from The Guardian. Yes. Uh, And it's called, I'm Nearly 60, and here's what I've learned about growing old so far. Okay. (laughs) Tim Dowling, the author of this, uh, just is letting us know what it's like to be uh, exiting middle age, which I think is important for us because we... How long does middle age go on? I feel like that's know. I feel like, you know, we're in an era where, you know, like forties the new thirty and fifty you know, so who who knows? I mean, by the time we're done with middle age, we're gonna be pretty old. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. We I mean, might be 80 by the time we're done. I was going to say, our generation age. for sure will be like 80. Because I also saw an article recently that showed that by injecting something into your body, it can reverse aging. So it's like, that'll be out here soon. Oh, so, yeah. We'll all be doing that. And it's not Botox. It's like, it's actually like legitimately... Like human souls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Exactly. That's, that's what they, they were able to harness the human soul. Yeah. Put it into a vaccine and then yeah. administer that and to then the rich and powerful. Yeah. vaccinate you against death (laughs) which is what we're all really looking for that is that is what we're looking for so thankfully uh thankfully timmy here he he distilled some some wisdom down for us Mm -hmm. um about getting old which some of these i really identify with so Mm -hmm. i just need to say that while he may be deeply sarcastic and maybe even jaded, I think he's got some nuggets of wisdom for us to chew on here. Okay, let's go. So the first one is, <clears throat> and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to really extract just maybe like one or two sentences of wisdom out of each of these paragraphs. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm gonna paraphrase. Sorry, Tim, you're not gonna full read. Is here. He a Big talker, like long paragraph from. Old oh boy? Or? Well, I mean, it depends on how much of a reader you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is probably the best way to describe that. So, uh, Tim's first point here is, uh, I'm just going to read the, fir- the thesis statement of this mm-hmm. of this paragraph. The real difference between youth and age is not physical or even mental. It's just the added weight of all the years piled up behind you. You can call it experience if you want, but having a considerable past doesn't necessarily confer any wisdom. Fair. (laughs) So basically, what he's trying to get through to us here is that, you know, getting old is really just the weight of time on your back. Yeah. So it makes me think of the idea, like, I know in many ancient cultures uh in the like native american community and stuff like that that like older people are revered as being wise and so what he could be tapping into is like oh there's not necessarily any wisdom there that person just survived yep. <laughs> so, a- against the odds for whatever reason that's exactly what he's getting at here <laughs> so i think the message i think the takeaway for me was you know as as we get older, we really need to work on sort of creating general platitudes from our experience. Yes. So even if we are still complete idiots... And I I say that very carefully. Even if we're still complete idiots, <laughs> at least we'll have some platitudes to fall back on. and And, you know, maybe sound like we've gained some wisdom. Right. So I've got one. So <clears throat> one time... I was with uh, some buddies and we were out camping And we had like forgot a couple of things So we went to a local market And this is out in the middle of nowhere So this is small town America Eastern Kentucky We stop in this store And there's this older guy that's just sitting there in the store Like talking to the people that work there So I mean that's a very common thing Like I think you can find that in any part of small town America Just yeah. you know Somebody that's retired or you know Been out of work for a while And they just like sit around and like to visit and that guy, like, Not a big deal so this guy, as we're buying our stuff, he looks at us and he says, "Hey!" And we're like, "Oh," and we kind of like, looking at it, "Yeah, what's up? Us? What's up?" And he was like, "Y'all seen that black squirrel?" <laughs> is that the kind of platitude that you're looking for, or is that... it need to be a little more profound? <laughs> I think that's exactly what I'm shooting for. <laughs> 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 we and my buddy looked at each other. And we were like, um, no we haven't. Sorry. <laughs> but then later that trip we did see a black squirrel, so Man, he's out there just Prophetic. like he's he's raising the awareness of black squirrels. Right. And you know what? You remembered him. He's lived on. Yeah. He secured uh, a legacy he, for himself. He's there. Didn't get his name. He doesn't need a name. So really it's more maybe it's more about it's less about wisdom and more about saying that one thing that makes you just sort of <laughs> stick in someone's memory. That really just becomes a mantra of your life. Yeah. And that becomes like later on in life, like, as we're trying to impart wisdom, we become like (laughs) pastors or like teachers of some way. And as illustrations are like, and you know what? I learned that I did find that black squirrel. I didn't know I was looking for it, but it was looking for me. (laughs) And when it came along, I knew it. Yeah. Right, what <laughs> it was like what and then it's like alright let's take communion <laughs> golly well here I'll just I'll promise that whatever platitudes you come up with I'll be the guy that stands by and goes hmm <laughs> Mm. you Mm. do you do need that person yeah or or that person that if you don't if you don't agree you don't outright disagree but you're just like well you know that's you know just just sort of a middling presence (laughs) someone to interrupt the people who are about to object (laughs) yeah well yeah Uh, you know everyone you know everyone has to walk a different path i reckon (laughs) the second piece of tim's memoir is reflecting on the fact that it's not really even about what you know it's about what you've forgotten okay Okay. i can pretty much i'll 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 sum it up with the final sentence of this paragraph hit me it isn't memory loss just a natural shedding of things your brain has deemed superfluous okay okay so a couple observations on this one one, the article is starting to strike me more as a defense of his own character, his, his own, own sort of like decrepit his mentality. Own decline. <laughs> Secondly, it that really is just saying like, okay, so I forget where my keys are every once in a while. <laughs> it's not that important. Maybe I maybe I'm more environmentally conscious. Maybe that's what age has shown me. I remembered to turn in an article this week. (laughs) Can you give me a break? (laughs) I forgot your birthday, Mom. So what? You've had a lot of them. It's not that big of a deal. Oh my gosh. I, I understand. I understand. This is that forced wisdom bringing that we talked about previously, where it's just like... I, I, Again, yeah, like I said, it's I, okay, so I forget things every once in a while, but think about it. let me just let me let me give you this and then and then we're still gonna sit here and be like, "No, no, no I'm sorry. <laughs> we're gonna take your license away from you. We're gonna do it. Sorry, Tim, unless we forget to. <laughs> uh, my father-in-law always used to say, when I when someone would give him some piece of useless information, he would just say, well, something else fell out. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but in a week, two weeks, I'm going to forget to do something. And it's because you told me that. It reminds me of that quarter game that you would play <laughs> at, like, different places where you'll drop a quarter in and oh, there's yeah. like a line of quarters and it pushes the you're yep. trying to push the other quarters flying fly off so yeah it's, it's like the, yeah So memory is a reverse of that where you're just like <laughs> you're you're praying to god that you can stack up one more quarter and yep. nothing else will fall off and everything in, is like they're like precariously teetering like teetering at the is. edge like please don't let it be my wife's birthday, and some eighteen-year-old is like, hey, "Did you see what Kim Kardashian said the other day?" Ka-ching! And then it... <laughs> I just lost all of my memories of senior year. Thank you. I don't know where I grew up anymore. This one is good. Number three. At some point during your middle years, you start to notice that whenever you stand up or sit down, you make a noise. Okay. I deep I deeply identify with this. I do this now. I was gonna say I have started this as well. Now this is either a noise involuntary from my body (laughs) (laughs) meaning meaning I'm not to the like loss of like bowel control like stage (laughs) or anything like that. Yeah. But there are moments where, like, I'm either getting out of bed, sitting in a chair, and I just hear, like, crack, crack, crack. And it's like my knees, my back, my ankles. And it's like, what in the world is happening to me right now? I've had this body for a while, and this is new. I'm rushed to the emergency room. And they're like, what happened to him? He sat down in a chair and tore his ACL. <laughs> Oh, but I do also do like the grunts and yeah. like several times here recently. I've sat down and been like, "Oh, oh I do it all the time," and it, and I identify. He goes on. He goes on to talk about how you fight it for a time, but eventually. You can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. And I'm in I'm in that fighting stage now. So there's some I'm taking some comfort in this you know, this wisdom yeah. that we're being given. Tim has come to us as a sage with his long white beard <laughs> and his, you know, sackcloth robes. Yeah. And he's telling us, Listen, just give in. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not young anymore. Yeah. You're not. You're thirty four. You are you are old just just <laughs> take my withered bony hand and walk with me into the sunset of age and and when we arrive we're going to sit down in those Adirondack chairs and just go ah, and then just let out a righteous fart <laughs> and then when you get right back up you go Oh, no. All right, second try. <laughs> you, and you said it, I think we've talked about this too. You're 34, I'm 33. <laughs> and it's like, what is so sad about this conversation is it's like, we're not even old. <laughs> we're just feeling the heavy weight of time and decay. That's right, yeah. Which I'm glad that Tim has given this to us before his memory loss. <laughs> much further along yeah, that's true yeah but i i'm glad that now i'm starting to appreciate the fact that he submitted his memoir to the guardian oh yeah yeah i mean he's done a great service for the universe yes really and you know coming back to the idea of memory i mean you think about like uh you think about just how much life you've lived mm-hmm. yeah i mean even now like no wonder we feel old right yeah. like when you're when you're 20 yeah you've probably got you've got about 10 good years that you have some memories of yeah and you probably remember a lot of it sure right but when you turn 30 you've got twice that yeah and you're just like you're like what's happening what is even happening now right. I have so much to remember <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah it's, okay yeah so maybe maybe memory loss coming back to this is is self-preservation for the body mm-hmm at a certain point, it's like, if you were to remember everything, you would go insane. So, yeah. we need to start shedding off some of these, <laughs> We like... gotta start peeling some layers here. <laughs> or you're gonna, like, if as an onion gets older, right? Like, you can get yeah. down to, like, some good stuff in the middle still. Right. Even if it's got some shrivelly nasty stuff mm. on the outside. You just peel that away, and you get to a nice, shiny, white core <laughs> that's still kind of pungent, and you can cook with a little bit. Yeah. That's our memory yeah. in old age. <laughs> <laughs> so, number four, this taps into memory again. Okay. Uh, this, I don't know if this is a confession from Tim or if it is an omen. Again, he is a seer sent on a mission to us in our, our early middle age to yes. warn us of what is to come. Right. And uh, I think I have to read this one in its entirety. To do it justice. Uh, so number four. Even so, yep. without regular external reminders, it's very hard to think of yourself as old. And it still sometimes comes as a shock. A few years ago, when I was shopping, I became aware of a stooped, wise man following me around the mall. Then I realized <laughs> there were just mirrors everywhere. <laughs> they even had them running <laughs> up both sides of the escalator. I don't go to that mall anymore. <laughs> He's a poet. He's... So... I think there's also... This confirms for us that Tim is, in fact, a wise, bearded prophet of yeah. old. He, and it, in seeing his own image, he's like the groundhog. He's, he's marked for us the years that are to come. Yeah. He's... <clears throat> but after seeing himself in the mirror, he doesn't recoil. He expands. Yes. And and gives us that much needed nectar of wisdom that he has been like really desiring to, to give. <clears throat> Do you think that Tim Tim is somebody that has not has always wanted to mentor people, but has never been able to. And so this is like one of his last like Efforts. Efforts to do this. I think so. As much as it sounds like Tim was maybe in denial because he he never went back to the mirrored mall, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really that he could see that his work was done there. Yeah. He had haunted those halls for too many years. Yeah. And he knew that the earth needed his wisdom. And being trapped inside this... This decrepit mall, much like his own aging body, he needed to step out mm. and do the good work and write this article, get out there, and show people that yeah. old age is not to be feared. It is to be reluctantly <laughs> steeped into. Yeah, that's good. The like a bathtub a, that's a the little too hot. mall is a metaphor for himself. And somehow... It's a metaphor for all of us because aren't we all just malls? aren't we all just mirrored malls that are <laughs> decaying and eroding and were once popular and now are just a thing of the past slowly shutting down We're a little we were a little bloated in our day and maybe have lost a little bit of that but not through any effort mm. just because the slow decay of time has removed all those excesses and Now we just, we want to know who that person in the mirror is whenever we're standing in our own, own mall prison. (laughs) I'm going to carry that. I'm going to carry that with me like a black squirrel. (laughs) thanks to sunmates for our theme music also a special thanks to nick woods for our logo art if you'd like to reach out to us with some of your favorite day-to-day experiences just email us at wetooktheliberty at gmail.com if we deem it worthy of discussion you might hear us talk about it on the pod thanks everyone